The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I hope you're having a beautiful day. And thank you again for tuning into Luna. And if this is the first time you're ever listening, welcome. We're back with another guest episode. I have been loving these guest episodes. It's been really, really cool to just be able to talk to some awesome people that I've met through instagram tiktok social media and just i think social media is such a blessing for this reason just being able to connect with such interesting people and on this guest episode i sat down to talk to one of my awesome tiktok friends his name is vernel and he is also known as paisacito on all platforms he shares content about astrology and he really does an amazing job at keeping what he shares very grounded very easy to understand, very digestible, which is one of my favorite parts about his content. And he's just an amazing person. He is based in Germany, which is really cool. So we talked about a lot of really, really awesome topics. We talked about the hardships of being a content creator and our relationship to our phones and to the internet and social media and how that can be really hard as a content creator as well. Just always feeling like you're on and how that can impact your mental health. We also dove into his connection to spirituality, how he came into contact with astrology for the first time and how that's evolved as well as his story with becoming a content creator and sharing his knowledge and sharing what he is passionate about on TikTok and just kind of how he found his content niche. So that's a really good story. We also get his take on my chart. So I sent him my birth chart in advance of our Zoom and he had never seen my chart before so I asked him to just like do some hot takes and it all resonated a lot and I think you'll really enjoy that part of the episode it was really cool and then we also chatted a little bit about eclipse season which we're going through right now I think when this episode airs we will have just had our second eclipse of the year the partial lunar eclipse in Scorpio so we talk a little bit about that and his tips on navigating eclipse season especially this new type of eclipses that we're having which is in the Taurus and Scorpio axis so we'll touch on that and we do get pretty astrological and woo at some points in the conversation so for those of you who are listening who tuned into my astrology series earlier in the year or who are into astrology I think you'll really enjoy this conversation but nonetheless you'll learn a ton being familiar or not with astrology so I'm really excited for you guys to listen and if you've been enjoying the podcast so far or if you do enjoy this episode would really appreciate if you can leave it some five stars at the top of Spotify when you click on Luna the podcast you'll see where you can leave the rating or if you would like like to let head over to apple Podcasts and just leave a one minute review that would be so incredible and i would be very very grateful or just share it with a friend 
who you think might enjoy it or share it on your story and make sure to tag me at the Carolina Lifestyle at Luna the Podcast. And with that being said, let's dive into this juicy, amazing conversation. I hope you love it and see you on the other side. love it love it um it's really it really it really is very cool to just like connect like this because I feel like I know you and I'm sure you feel like you kind of know me in a way I don't know like I show exactly how I am completely on my Mm -hmm. TikTok but I feel like it kind of shows through in a way so I don't know it's just fun to start talking in a more like long form way Right. I feel like when you're showing your personality and like your life, because like you're you're the type of creator that like really takes someone like along the journey of like your day to day, like this is what I had for breakfast. This is what I'm doing today. Like this is where I'm flying to. I feel like it yeah. becomes kind of inevitable to show a little bit of your life, but it's like impossible to get like the full spectrum of like who is this person? You know what I mean? So it's really great to like actually get to like no, no. And, and I think speaking also, you get to like see nuances of people that you just, I mean, at least for me, when I'm like recording a TikTok, it's like 300 takes and like I struggle with my words and like a stumble and stuff like that. And like, I will seem like so confident, like so like quick witted on the TikTok, right? And like behind the scenes, it's like, like I just literally, like I just can't, like my words just like go faster than my brain. It's crazy. It's like but redoing yeah. it a million times and no one sees that part of it. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's so easy before I even became a creator, which by the way, happened like super spontaneously. Like I just didn't even like, I was like, I was just put there and I was like, I guess I'm here now. But before I became a creator, I was like, this shit is so easy, dude. Like I can just like put myself in front of the camera and like talk about astrology for like a couple of minutes. Literally, I will try to like bring out a sentence. It's impossible sometimes. It's just like, I stumble upon my words so often and it's like, oh no, it's not the right lighting. It's not the right angle. And, and that shit takes like, work especially for someone like me who like still struggles with like saying that I'm they, I'm taking something seriously because I like the type of person to like like take everything lightly so that I never admit that I'm failing at something if you know what I mean Ooh, like yeah. oh if I try yeah like if I try it I can fail kind of stuff and so I'm really I like I still really struggle with that I like I never bought like a tripod I never really took anything ever like seriously I don't even let myself which is like a thing be called an astrologer just so like people can like yeah that's like a crazy thing like first of all I don't like people like using the name astrologer for everyone. And even though I feel like if someone, you know, would have the right to say that, I do think that I would have the right to say that. I also with like this standpoint kind of try to advocate for like, we really need to like respect the word astrologer and actually like not every single person that has read about their zodiac sign online suddenly is an astrologer. Um, But yeah, I struggle. I struggle with putting like labels on myself because I feel like I'll kind of let myself down if I don't do them correctly. And it's the same thing thing with TikTok. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like when you identify with something like that, like you make it part of your identity, then you almost feel the need to like prove yourself in a way like to right, yourself and exactly. to other people so wow that's like super vulnerable but I think it's definitely something like I relate to and a lot of people relate to it's like mm-hmm. you start putting all these expectations on yourself when you absolutely even with like a job or whatever it's like I so struggle with saying like I do this I remember I, I've always like my entire life I wanted to like have a like an internet platform and like actually create content and it happened to me super spontaneously but before that the thing was like I don't want to be associated with one thing so like, yeah. what is it even going to be? Like, I don't want to be that. Like, I'm, I'm an Aquarius rising. It's like, I want to be everything at the same time. And I never want to be put in a box ever, ever. <laughs> and 
it was just so hard to like find this because you need you need to like niche down you know what I mean to create content a little bit and yeah. I just I, I was so like against that and it just kind of then just happened and I was like okay I guess I'm an astrology guy now <laughs> you know what I mean yeah no for yeah. sure yeah I'm also very multifaceted because I mm-hmm. I feel like I love like the health space and the food and then I also love astrology and I love like mm-hmm. women's health and self-empowerment and manifestation right. like all these things and it's so hard to just niche down or pick one thing right it's because you're you're a human being like you're all of these things that you love you know what I mean and I feel like that's at least to me with like a platform the end goal that it's like I want to show you all of these things that I love and hopefully like make them palatable or cool like through my eyes like for you you know what I mean it's just like such and also the interaction with people and like being able to connect on that level like we all love these things I was like it's funny because like you'll watch creators at least it happens for me like for example I was watching your video like just like a couple of hours ago about like period health Uh nothing to do with me right but like it just just it, the magic of being a creator of like being able to communicate something and making it interesting for your audience because they connect with your vibe is something that I like admire and also love to do myself that just like my end goal is to be able to talk about like the literal like eggs that I had for breakfast for like three minutes and have people be entertained and like actually like take something from it you know what I mean and feel good yeah. while watching it for sure yeah and that's the power I think of social media and just having people connect with who you are online is something I'm constantly trying to do too how can I show more of myself so people they won't even necessarily care if I'm saying like something very specific they just care because it's me like I think that's the struggle of like a lot of creators getting to that point that's and that's a long road I remember like uh, like last year towards the ending I was like I am I had like a like a literal like mini spiritual awakening at the end of the year and I was like Mm -hmm. about to quit everything delete all of like my social media like never even touch an astrology book ever again like I was like I hate it I'm overwhelmed like I'm burnt out I don't want to touch it like I fucking like it's can I curse here yeah yeah um like it's taking me to like my limits and like I don't even want to see another fucking planet like I'm done Um, because I kind of started to try to like delve out of my, of my, of my comfort zone online. And it went so downhill, like so quickly. And it got me so frustrated so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also the thing with TikTok, to be honest, like having a platform that relies a lot on TikTok, TikTok really likes you to niche it down, down, down to the exact thing they want to show the people that follow you. And I am sure that you as a creator also have that problem where it's like, you have this amazing video. It's like a little bit out there. It's like a little bit different from what you usually do. Super excited. It goes out and and it gets like, I don't know, like 600 likes. And when you usually get like 16,000, let's say, for example. And it's like, what did I do wrong? Like I spent like days working on this. Like I really want to show this side of myself. And it's just like very demotivating. And I think I kind of connected a lot of that dissatisfaction uh-huh. with the, the other thing that I was practicing on the platform, which was astrology. And I was like, you know what? All this is shitty. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't need it anymore. Like, I'm going to leave. And then suddenly, like, I woke up one day and I was like, I made an entire video that I never posted for, like, YouTube. It's like 30 minutes long, like, why I believe in astrology. And uh-huh. that, in one day, like, literally got me out of the hole. And I was like, I need to call a therapist. And, like, I started working to, like, get my life back together. But yeah, it was, like, I'm a proud. whole deal. I'm proud of you Thank for that. You. I actually was in a very similar place in December. Like I took a whole month off of TikTok, Instagram, like everything mid-December to mid-January, like completely detoxed mm-hmm. because being a creator can really burn you out. And also I feel that a lot when you try to branch out sometimes the algorithm, like it's not even necessarily you or what you're doing or what you're putting out there. It's just the algorithm will show yeah. it to the people who are used to like your normal content and then they right. scroll past it. And then it just kind of like fucks you over on the algorithm, yeah. but it's still you. And then we kind yeah, of associate exactly. it with like, oh, what we put out online is all of us. 
but it's not. <laughs> so yeah. What was going on for you in December? I, I don't know. I feel like I was just comparing myself a lot to like other creators, other people's growth, like the comparison spiral was really hitting me for a few months. And I also think I wasn't very happy in my old job. And then mm-hmm. I also at the same time was kind of like, I didn't have access to the reels feature on Instagram. And like everyone was like growing really fast on Instagram because of reels. And I was so frustrated. And it was just and it just got to a point where it just was so mentally draining. Like the you comparison. didn't have access to reels at all. Up until now? Up until like January of this year. That's which is insane. <laughs> and then you got reels and you were like, I'm back again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> like reels brought me back to life, literally. Yeah. No, but seriously, like it was so good, like just taking some time off because it can Absolutely. really be training. So I would I love for you to do that at some point. Yeah, I would love for you also just to rewind a little and then also just like introduce yourself and also share a little bit about why you started creating content, like the moment that you decided to become a content creator. All right. So that's actually a really funny story. Basically online, people call me or like my handles are everywhere, like Piscesito. I created that name when I was like, I think like 15 maybe. And I was like, I'm a Pisces. Oh my God. I don't really want to like my 10th house and like my midheaven, which is like basically your public persona among other things. It's your public persona. Mm-hmm. And my midheaven is in Scorpio, which means that I really don't like sharing like a lot of really personal information. Mm-hmm. And my name is like a very, it's a very specific name. My name's Fernell. Like I don't have a problem with saying it, but I just didn't really want that to, wanted to be, that to be my handle. So I made it Piscesito and I ran with that for like a couple of years. And uh, on TikTok, um, like like I said, everywhere I kind of had that. And on TikTok, I made all types of content for like a couple of months during the pandemic. Like everybody else just like, haha, fun. Like we're TikToking, like I would like do some trends and whatever. Uh-huh. And then I started seeing more astrology content show up on TikTok. And I was like, well... I also know a lot about that. Like, why don't I just like jump on that? Because I have so much fun just like using the sounds and like, you know, like the different camera movements. And I was like really good at transition. So I just like had a lot of fun with it. And I remember one day, this is like such a destiny, like manifestation story, which I know you're like huge on manifestation. This was insane how I got my platform. Like when I tell you, it's like, like my skin literally like, oh, (laughs) basically I was like super unhappy at my job. Like I was, I was a working student. So like I was working and studying at the same time, Uh super unhappy at my job. And I had just moved out of, from my parents' place to like the city with my friends. And they were like, well, you can move out like sure. And we're, you know, going to support you, but like the extra stuff you're going to have to pay for yourself. You know what I mean? So like make sure that you get a job. So I got a job in like marketing and stuff and it was, it's my thing but not where I was at the at that moment. And so I was like, not really very happy. And I was coming out of my job and I called um, my best friend and I was like, dude, I just, I swear to God, one day, one of those stupid little astrology videos that I make all the time on TikTok is going to blow up and I'm just going to quit this thing. And I'm just literally going to do that. Like, because it's the one thing that I want to do is like create content. Like it's the one, and she knew that. And I'm like, that's just like the one thing that I want to do. And I was so frustrated. I came home super frustrated. I put my things down, like literally right here in this room, in this bed. And then I pull out my phone and then I have like a comment on one of my videos saying, can you explain the first house in astrology? And I was like, sure. That's like a fun video to make. I have never really seen that, like somebody go in depth with the houses. Uh And so I pull out my phone I laid on in bed. I'm like, yeah, basically the first house is this and that, whatever. I'm like, I'm going to add a couple of hashtags just for fun. Literally put my phone down and then my friends call me. And then, you know, we just like go to the kitchen, have dinner or whatever. Like just, I do my own thing. Uh-huh. Come back to my room literally like three hours later. My phone is 
blowing up. When I tell you it's blowing up, like literally it was hot. I hadn't even touched it. It was like literally dinging all because my TikTok notifications were on, obviously, because I didn't have a platform back then. And everyone was like, you're amazing at explaining this. Like, I've never heard this, like, be put such so simply. And, like, it's amazing and whatever. And I just, like, kind of was, like, super overwhelmed. And then I, like, posted another video about astrology just to see how that would perform at the same time. And both of them ended up going really, like, the first one has, like, one of my, it's, like, one of my most successful videos still to this date. It's, like... 1.1 or 1.2 million on or something. your profile yeah it's pinned exactly it's up <laughs> there and i again like i've always wanted to make content but i never really took myself seriously in the pursuit of it and i made that video just thinking that i was going to answer some random question and suddenly the universe that was the day or not the day but a couple of days after jupiter and saturn had a conjunction in aquarius so like what happens with these two planets is that that was t- end of 2020 December, I remember really like 21st or something mm-hmm. in my first house, really close to my ascendant. These two planets, I like to call them like the combination of like potential because Jupiter is the giver and like the gifter and like the very benevolent, like here you go, you can have it. Like if this is luck, this is literally falling in your lap. And Saturn is like, no, you have to work for this. Like you actually have to put in the effort. So when they combine together, it's like if you put in the effort and if you actually have worked up until this point and you deserve this, there's a lot of luck and a lot of things that you might not even expect that will come from this that you will get. So that had happened like a couple of days before. And I was just like, the, the synchronicities were really crazy because I, with that conjunction, I really tried to like manifest, which I do really rarely, but I tried to manifest like a platform and like just like a different lifestyle than the one that I was having. And all that just like randomly fell into my lap. And the next day, really it happened in like two days or something. I had like 10K, like went from like 300 to 10K in like two to three days. And then I was like, well, I guess this is the thing now. And I just... I just started rolling out the content. I was like, okay, we need to get it going. And just like one video, like not one video, like five videos every single day. I was like, okay, like I'm here now. Like I'm in the, in the hamster wheel and you just keep going and keep going, keep going. And uh, yeah, I just ended up, you know, where I'm, I'm at right now. I'm super thankful. A couple of months after people started asking for um, astrology readings really bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like, I've been doing astrology readings for like a while. Also for like people that I know, like here in Munich where I live, but I've mm-hmm. never like offer, offered them to like a wider broad of people. And I take a long time with them and stuff. Like, I don't know how it's going to be. So I like mm-hmm. made this thing where I was like, I'm going to open for a day and see what happens. I had to close in like maybe like four hours because it was such an overwhelmingly great, like huge amount of like orders that I was like, yeah, I, I can't like do this. Like I, I would literally need like three other people to help me. And that's when I realized like, okay, like this is also like a thing that I can do, that I can also work as and give people my energy and my advice and give them, you know, my insight on charts with that, which I think is really not to toot my own horn, but I really think that I have a certain like way of looking at astrology that is very modern and like your regular next door person trying to explain it to you. And it's like, oh, now I get it in like real world terms type of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, it went amazing. I ended up quitting my job and I've been doing this ever since, like full time. Oh my gosh. That's an amazing story. And I love how you just kind of put it out in the universe. You just spoke it as like, it's going to happen. Right? Like one day it's going to happen. And then yeah. when you, and I feel like this happens a lot with viral videos. I don't know if you've noticed this before, but it happens to me. It's like when I just like post, put my phone away and like, I'm not thinking about the video at all. Like I literally just let it go. It's when it goes viral. It's about letting it go. Every, like it's so hard for us humans to let go of things, especially when we are proud of something, you know what I mean? But it's about letting it go every single step of the way. It's just like trusting the universe in the way that you just said it. Like I, I spoke it out. I was like, oh no, it's going to happen. And it's just like, 
along my life, I've really noticed a lot of moments whenever I have trust and it, it just, it just, the universe is like, yeah, exactly. Like that's all I needed from you. You know what I mean? But it's so hard to trust. So it's like to find that balance, it's really crazy. I'm not, I'm totally not there yet. It's everyday struggle. Especially trusting yourself and like your ability to handle the change. And no, exactly. How, how was the transition for you after like you decided to quit your job and like now doing this full time for a year and a half almost, right? Or like I mean, when did you, when did you been, decide yeah. to quit? No, literally. I decided to quit. That was that's also a really funny story because I went into my little job, like I was still gonna keep working and whatever, and I was just like doing this on the side, but it was getting really overwhelming. And I was really thinking about like, okay, I'm probably gonna quit and I'm probably gonna do this full time. And so I sat down at my job and then there was this like there was this woman that I worked with that was really you know, these people that, that are very nice deep down, but have like a very hard shell of like, I'm going to be this like mean girl type person or like this mean person type yeah. person that is just going to like show the hardest sides of myself just to like have you not approach me. But I deep down, I'm like a softie. Yeah. She was totally that person. And so I got along with her and I still like wish her like the best, but she had really snarky comments all the time. So like she sits down in front of me, whatever, she's my coworker. And she's like, oh, hi, like, good morning. Like, um, yeah, about like your little video thing. Like, how's that going? And I'm like, no, it's actually going pretty well. Like, you know, I started doing like also like astrology readings for like everyone that watches me and stuff. And it's just, like super fun. Like people are ordering. She's like, really? Like you're doing astrology readings? What do you even make from that? And I was like, actually more than what I make here. And then I turned to my boss who was like, besides, and I was like, by the way, I'm quitting. Like I, right now I'm putting in my resignation. And they were like, um, because I wasn't going to do it right then and there, you know, but like the, the snarkiness and the, yeah, I just like, you know what? Like, I don't need this. And you know, my life is blooming and it's taking me down like the path that it needs to put me on. And like this bitterness is just not vibing with my energy right now. I need to get out of here as quick as possible. And so I like turned around. I was like, yeah, also like, so sorry to tell you, but like, it's like really short notice, but I'm going to be leaving, like probably putting in the notice for like the next two weeks. It's just not working for me. And they were like, um, okay, why? And I'm like, I'm doing the astrology thing full time. And they were like zipped up. Like nobody said anything else, but it was fun. Wow. The transition's been difficult. Definitely. Cause that was your main question. And please like reel me back in whenever I yeah, go yeah, okay. outside of like the actual. I love topic. a good tangent storytelling. Tell oh, me. I am such a rambler. It's really bad. <laughs> but anyway, the transition has been really great. I'm mean, not really great. It's been really, uh, it, the experience is, has been everything that it could be like with really high highs where you're like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Literally like trailblazing to the Met Gala next year. Like I am going to be the first like astrologer there. And then on the other hand, it's like, oh, like I need like a nine to five job, like tomorrow, like I need to quit everything and never touch social media again. But um, I think it's human also, like our brains are not made for this sort of simulation. So I'm trying to handle this and like um, keep it like up. It's, uh, it's hard, but it's rewarding. Definitely. That's for what I would say. Yeah. I think also as content creators, we end up consuming so much content. Like we're on our phones a lot more and then it is all this like dopamine that we're just constantly getting hits of. And then when stuff starts to get difficult, it's like mm -hmm. that pain threshold is just like really low because we're constantly mm -hmm. getting dopamine from our phone. So it's so it's such a mind fuck. Like, I would love to know from your end, like, what do you do to like keep a healthy relationship with your phone just in general? Because it's, I'm still working this is my on best it. friend and my worst enemy at the same time. It's horrible. And then you add like on my end, you know, like you have dating app apps on top and it's just like, this is hell. Like it's literal hell, but I need it because I'm working on it. But I also wish I could just like live 
on a tree with the fairies and be happy. I feel the exact same way. Like a lot of the times I'm like, I just want to throw everything away, go off the grid, live in an island and just like right. never catch my phone again right. and just live in the present right. completely. But then our phones like give us so many opportunities and amazing things. And I think it's kind of like the epitome of the Aquarian age, just being in this yes. like information world and just on our phones a lot and consuming a lot of just like technology. So I think that's just what we're all adjusting to since the grand conjunction, like that shift, Yeah, I think. And since the pandemic too, but I struggle a lot with phone boundaries as well. I think I operate the best when I use my phone like intentionally. I'm like, okay, I'm going to create content now. Or I'm going to scroll now. And I leave my phone in another room when I'm studying, not studying, when I'm working. I did this when I was in high school and college, like I would put it away to study, but I wasn't a content creator back then. So a lot of the times it's still it, it, like now I end up keeping it near me a lot more than I used to, but that's absolutely what I've learned. It's hard. It's just, it's so hard to have that self-control at the end of the day. Like, I don't know how you, I mean, you're a Taurus. Yes. So I would say you are at least a little bit more disciplined than me as a Pisces in that way. Also with Saturn, also so close. I mean, I'm Saturnian as well, big time, but the, my Pisces energy and Saturn, how it's configured in my chart is like my biggest lesson in this life is self-control. So, and for that, this is my, and don't you live in New York as well? Isn't like super much like overwhelming, like everything so going on around you. Like I, I love New York and I think it's like, mm-hmm. you feel like you're living in a movie. It's very glamorized on social media, but it's also very overwhelming. It's like very hard to get a break from the world mm-hmm. and just kind of isolate. Like after I was telling you that I did a Vedic astrology reading recently and she was saying right. like, you need to isolate a little bit more because I have a Pisces rising in Vedic mm-hmm. astrology. Like you need some isolation to connect to source and like your spirituality. And right. I was like, yeah, it's like very hard to do that in New York for sure. You can't, do you, do you have roommates? I live with my boyfriend, but okay. it's, like, it's a one bedroom apartment. So it's not. Like yeah. Space. And it's still another person. Even if you guys are like a couple, it's still like somebody else. You really rarely have time to like, even here, I was so like, I live with two of my best friends in my room, but like the walls are like paper thin. And I'm just like all the time, there's just like something. And I live in Munich, like mm-hmm. not really a hustling, bustling city. It's not like the craziest thing, but still it's just so hard to find a moment to like be at peace with myself. And then what I find also even like even more challenging is when you're at peace with yourself, like letting it not get to the point where you're like at war with yourself. You know what I mean? Because the balance between like having your alone time and having it be great and it crossing over to like, I am isolating, I am lonely and I need help and I need someone to pull me out of this bed is like the line is like so thin. It's yeah. air thin. Like, you, like it's crazy. It happens to me all the time as a Pisces. And I just like, I'll be like, oh, I need some alone time. And then it's like, it's been two months and I haven't seen anyone and like I literally need to get out of the house right now yeah wow yeah for sure I feel the opposite where I'm like I just crowd out my schedule like with so much social time now that we're out of the pen like kind of out mm-hmm. of the pandemic mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh my god I have not had alone time in so long and then I, I feel this craving for just like right. touching a little but it's hard for mm-hmm. me and I'm realizing that I need to prioritize that a lot more because I feel like it's kind of the de- not detox but like the hangover from the pandemic because it was the first right, time right. we just had like a complete break where we had a lot less responsibilities a lot less FOMO a lot less stuff mm-hmm. going on and then now that I'm reintroducing that into my life and transitioning back into that it's been very hard because I miss that aspect of just like having less to do right right the pandemic was a big thing as well especially because like for me it was like a very pivotal moment where like I moved out of my house like I started working by myself and stuff something I've been noticing now a lot because rules and like 
just regulations in Germany have been going down like in the last month. And I was, I'm from Panama. So I'm like originally Panamanian. I, I was visiting for like the last two months. So I wasn't here when the rules and the regulations were like kind of going away. Now that I've come back, it's like life is on. Like I'm waking up every single morning at seven in the morning, going to bed at like 12 in the night. Like it's just like, go, 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 go. And that, I don't know how long I can take that. Honestly, like for me, it's, I crowded my schedule and like, I try to be that person. Like I try to be that bad girl. <laughs> and then I just like, I sit down in bed at like 5 PM and I'm like, actually I am skipping three lectures and like going to like chill in my bed right now. Like I just can't, I just, yeah. my body doesn't let me, but also being home and being by my, it's weird. Like the balance between doing too much and doing too little for me, it's just so difficult because every end, and I get, I get to the end of the spectrum really quickly. Like I'm a very, um, like that's um, Pisces though. Like I describe Pisces yes. as 100. Like for me, that's uh, Pisces. <laughs> oh, exactly. Do you have Pisces? You have Pisces energy in your like, your like Western natal chart? No, right? I just know. I just have a 12th house in Pisces. So I think like oh, past life gosh. energy in Pisces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's in your 12th house. Obviously it's in your chart, but I was wondering like planets and stuff, but it's a very difficult thing to deal with. Like just like the whole, like I am understanding the world and out of this world at the same time as a Pisces but yeah it's fun it's a fun experience I would say yeah what's your big three or like as many planets as you want to share I am a Pisces sun and Mercury retrograde um it's really bad it's like we're in the down of the like I was talking to my friend today and like (laughs) genuinely I have to make like an active effort to listen to people when they're talking to me I know it has a lot to do with what like when I was growing up and like my family like talking at me and like talking over me and stuff like it's really hard for me to communicate properly um even though it might not show a lot of the time um I will listen to someone and they're talking to me and like I'm just making sure that I make the right faces so they think that I am listening (laughs) but not necessarily like or like I will like really try to listen like actively and like miss out on like the whole bunch in the middle and catch onto like a a world but it's like it happens every day all the time or like at lectures for example um I'll just like sit there staring at the professor, listening to the professor and absolutely nothing registers. So my Pisces Mercury retrograde really, really resonates with me. I am not the type of person to like process and like take in like information in a very um, traditional way. I'm more about like wisdom. I'm more about like um, coaching, kind of help, like using my words, like help and heal and uplift and just like more abstract knowledge like that. Uh Um, So yeah, that's my Mercury. I am an Aquarius rising in Venus. Um, And I am an Aries Mars in a Taurus moon which is like wow. my favorite in my entire chart. And I am ruled by Saturn, obviously. I, pra- I practice like traditional astrology. So like, I don't do like Uranus and Pluto and like Neptunus rulers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of, you know, grab and take stuff when it fits. And I'm just, I, I feel like yeah, astrology is like a whole way. puzzle. You know what I mean? I'm the same yeah. way. Like when, I, and I love the combination. Like you have a lot of the different elements mixed in, which is really cool. I'm like similar because, to that. Also. You know, because astrology isn't, it, it, we haven't, arrived to the end all be all of the astrological studies like sadly you know we aren't at the place where we just can know things with a hundred percent and we will probably will never be there so it's always valid to come up with like a different approach use modern things combine them with older things like use this you know, i i think like you yeah. genuinely unless it's something that really like operates from outside of like the realm of like astrology generally making sense uh-huh. I don't think like any approach should be like 
and validated. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I kind of incorporate both traditional and modern. I have been following Chani Nicholas. I don't know if you know her. She's like an astrologer and she has like an app and she uses um, whole signs. And then she Mm -hmm. also uses traditional astrology. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't really talk about like Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for the rulership, I really like looking at like Aquarius as ruled by Saturn and Pisces as ruled by Jupiter, for example, a lot more. Where like Scorpio yeah. is ruled by Mars, I feel like for me it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, but I also There's like also a- matching because there is a reason why in modern astrology they are connected to the other planets too. Exactly, exactly. Like I don't, I don't, I would never disrespect someone for the type of practice that they do. But for me, it's the same as for you. Like that type of practice makes, and also whole science. When I switched to whole science, it was like I opened like my third eye and I like suddenly could like actually see. And I was like, wait a second, it makes so much more sense. And it's like. I don't know if this is just like just me tripping myself out for like my entire life, but I feel like every single branch and every single way in which you practice astrology, if you practice it correctly, leads you to the same place. Always. I could look at my chart ruler as it being Uranus or Saturn. I could use whole signs or Placidus. I could look at Vedic astrology and I get to the same place always. Yes. Every single time. And that is fantastic about it. I think it's just like layers. It's like different layers of an onion and you can just like understand yourself even more deeply when you understand all the different ways of looking at it. Right, right. What I think is really important also to mention though when talking about like understanding astrology is that you have to be, like to be able to study astrology, you cannot have like an extremely deterministic mindset. Like you have to be able to look at your chart as something that is like within your power and control because it's you. You know what I mean? Like, if you say, and this question between like free will and fate and astrology is like a huge debacle. I have my own opinion on it. Everybody has their own opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that learning astrology and like using it to, I mean, using it to understand yourself and better yourself. Yes. But using it to define yourself, in my opinion, is a no. Yes, exactly. Can you also give me a rundown of how you first came into contact of astrology and what drew you in? My, that kind of like had a little bit to do with my life story. So basically... Long story short, I'm from Panama. My dad has been living in Germany my entire life. My parents have been separated my entire life. And at the age of 14, I decided to move to Germany to my dad, leave my entire life behind, start a new life in Germany, start learning German, like literally just throw myself into that. And before that, I was those types of like 12 year olds that were like heavy on Tumblr like way too early and like heavy on like social media way too early. And so I would always like, it, it was, Pop Astrology was really like popping on Tumblr um, during that time, like 2012, 2013, before I moved, which was 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I first saw it. And I was like, oh, like I'm a Pisces, like, haha, it's fun. Like, this is cool and whatever. Didn't really care about it. I just knew that I was a Pisces. Come mm-hmm. to find out that I'm moving. Um, my life just kind of comes obviously like crashing down upon me. I have like this new, like completely clean slate. Like, here you go. You can build your new life at 14. Like you go. I actually would never let a 14 year old build their new life, but that was the <laughs> chance that I got. And so I was there. Um, and suddenly I was on YouTube and this video comes up saying like, it said like your moon sign or something. And I was like, that sounds so dope what is that? And then I just like started Googling, like, what is a moon sign? Oh my God, there's a chart. Oh my God, there's like a, like an ascendant and stuff. And I came across this one astrologer, which I mention every single time that somebody asked me this question, because I feel like she deserves all of the credit in the world. Her name's Alyssa, Alyssa Sharp. 
and she's been on like YouTube astrology and like on the astrology game on social media since forever. That was this like moon sign video that I watched. That was her. Um, all of the first type of information that I got, I got from her and she like kind of did it. She did it. She doesn't like say things as like, this is the fact you have to like, you know, know this and believe this that's coming out of my mouth. But she kind of like catapults you into like a learning process. And like, she used to, she just like pushes you up to like go and like, you know, like find out by yourself. And then I pulled out my chart. I told all my friends, um, some of them got into it with me. Some of them were like, what are you talking about? And I've just like, it's been a part of my life ever since. It's just like, it just really like found its place in my heart and like settled in. And I use that as a method of like understanding also who I was and within the context of like moving and not really having any friends at first, not speaking the language, being in a very like, where, like, is this in my chart? Like what is happening? Like, and then come to find out, like it was right there. Like it was staring me in the ice and I was like, okay, this is, this is crazy. And then I just what was, what was it in your chart that you spotted that kind of well, released that? Cause I was like, I don't know what year was it? It was 2014. 2014. Okay. Well, actually I moved the 28th of December of 2013, but basically 2014. Um, it's, I have Jupiter in my fourth house. I was about to say, wasn't Jupiter, I feel like Jupiter is about to enter Aries and then it's going to go into Taurus. So was it in Taurus at that time? Wait, actually, I do not know the transit. Actually, no, I wasn't having a Jupiter return in 2014. Was I? I do not know. Actually, I'm so bad at telling you when transits happened. Because I know it was in Aries in 2011. Okay. That makes sense. And 2012, I think. So I wonder what transit was happening. But in your chart, you have it in your uh, fourth four. house. I have Jupiter in my fourth house. And so if it was my Jupiter return too, then that is insane. Like I have really never looked at the transits of the moment. But what because I was like only getting into it back then. I remember I seeing like, okay, Jupiter, like foreign lands, whatever, and all that conjunct my moon and Saturn and there was like I started reading like all the significations but it was like you'll probably be abroad for a long part of your life and like whatever and like you'll be far away from your mom and whatever and I was like oh my and exactly my mom because my mom stayed in Panama obviously and I moved to my dad's which is really funny also like the whole Taurus axis in my chart is so beautifully Taurus is a sign that I like connect with so deeply and like beautifully yeah i know no i love it i love it there's yeah there's not a single taurus person that i do not adore because like both of my parents are tauruses two days apart um they have like my my, my mom has venus in in taurus like right upon like actually it's her sun is upon my jupiter and her venus is upon like my ic it's like it's just Uh like a lot of like congruencies that make me really like love um taurus energy but yeah that's basically how I, how I got into it and how like it found a place in my heart. Wow. I love that. And then for anyone listening also, like the fourth house basically represents your home right? Sorry. and like your childhood, also like your mom and the IC exactly. is the axis that represents like the parental axis also. Exactly. Right. So the IC exactly. is kind where of where you like come that. from. Yeah. Where your root. From. I like to call it your root. Actually, am I allowed to say this? Am I allowed to, allowed to plug something on the podcast? Yeah. I'm coming out with like this guide to like understand astrology literally this Friday. I don't know when it's going to come out the podcast, but the guy's going to be out for like a long time anyway. I'm going to literally like, I'm, I've been working on this and I haven't announced it yet. So I guess this is like my first announcement ever, but it's going to be like astrology in the simplest terms ever. Like literally, this is how I, it's going to be called, I think like your chart through my eyes. And it's just going to be like, this is how you're to chart. This is what this house means to its most abstract self. Like, what is this? And what do you find here? So yeah, 
be excited for that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. By the time this Thank is you. live, the guide will be out. So I can link to it in the description of the episode also. Oh my God. Thank you so much. That's of so course. sweet. No, I'm so excited to bring out like something with like my words behind it because I used to do like written readings a lot. People love them. Like literally I got like the most amazing reviews, not only on the reading, but also on the way that I would write. Like, cause I'm, I like being very poetic and being very much like, Oh, and like, I'm a Pisces Mercury, yes. whatever. You, <laughs> you get it. Um, and I was just like, what can I do with my writing to help people? And it's like, everybody told me like the way you like explain houses, which is how I went viral at the end of the day. It's like so special sense of, you know what, this needs to be out there. Cause a lot of people also cannot afford a reading, which I completely get. So I want to make like something that is super affordable that everyone can have. And it's like, as if I'm giving you my glasses, like, here you go. You can look at your chart with those. That's amazing. I'm so excited to see it and for you to be live with it. Cause I feel like that's super important too. And a lot of people are curious about learning more and having something digestible and easy to understand when it comes to exactly. astrology. Cause I feel like it can be very overwhelming for people who don't know a lot about it. So I think that's going to be exactly. such a success. That's like on my intro, even like the overwhelming part, literally on my intro. I'm like, yeah, I just want to make this like less overwhelming for you and for you to be able to be like, I get it. Because also the overwhelming part, I feel like, sorry, I like to keep having new thoughts, but like it leads us to like oversimplify stuff. I feel like because we're overwhelmed, we'll say like the 10th house is your career. And I'm like, like my astrologer heart. It's like like so much like Exactly. And it's like, how do we find that one abstract word that will describe this house? Like, how do we find, how do we make it into its essence? For example, the eighth house, right? Super misunderstood. Can you go, uh, can you actually give your take on the eighth house? Absolutely. I am so excited to give my take on the eighth house. Are you kidding? Because actually for me, it's the eclipses that are happening right now. The south node part is hitting my eighth house. So I would love to hear. So this is interesting for you. And it's it's like, actually it has actuality. So the second house, right? I love understanding houses through their oppositions. Yes. It is what I like passionate, like what I'm passionate about when it comes to astrology. It's like, you'd always need to look at the whole picture. How does this bleed into the next house? But especially to understand the essence of something, you need to understand its other side because it's the same. So the second house is where we find security, stability, and security is the one, I don't care about money. I don't care about resources. What makes you feel secure, right? Is it, you could find relationships here that make you feel really secure. You could find um, parental relationships. You could find also money. Also, you know, having a home, be having independence, having a partner. So on that end, the eighth house is everything that makes you vulnerable, right? It is, it is not debt. That's just like debt. You know what I mean? You can just like throw debt at the, at the eighth <laughs> house. It is everything that makes you vulnerable that makes you uncomfortable that makes you feel weak that makes you feel like oh now i can like you're 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 being seen you're naked in the eighth house you know what i mean it's a place of intimacy and i i made this like really beautiful connection on like the guide to like death i really don't remember the exact words i wish i could like say exactly that but obviously you know the process of dying and that transformation like the transformation into like just being basically your soul is one of the most intimate one of the most vulnerable processes that could happen to you. You know I mean? The second house is so like fixed. Like you can find security here. It's like a, it's like a, it's like the floor. Mm-hmm. And then the eighth house is like just deep waters that have no ending. You know what I mean? And that trends, that, that difficulty of like finding a grasp and like being in constant transition transformation is the eighth house, but it's not, you can just say like, Oh, it's death. 
without understanding yeah. that here lies everything. Like for example, people with their son in the eighth house or like with their turbulent in the eighth house, I often start like the readings telling them like, you know, there might be something about you and your essence that you're ashamed of, that you're not necessarily like fully putting out there, that you're not um, being, that you're not proud of or that you're not, you're a little bit um, protective over because you feel it makes you vulnerable. And so it's just like about that vulnerability, what happens in the yeah. eighth house. Also taboos are here. So like you say like astrology and stuff is here, like the occult, not just because it likes to chill in the eighth house, but why? Because astrology and occult things, literally occult practices needed to be hidden at a certain point. It was shameful. You know what I mean? It like was vulnerable for you to say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's just like how I like to see the eighth house. I love that take. I love that take. I feel like I usually look at the second and eighth house from the sense of like the money aspect a little bit too, which is like second house is like you building your own Mm -hmm. security, like you building your own baseline Mm -hmm. of like income or absolutely sense of security. And then the eighth house being like what you might be gifted or what might just like come into your life from other people. It's sharing. It's a transmutation of energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and I think your, your view is like more all encompassing, which I really love because that's what the, I'm trying to do. The the houses, I think, like you were saying, they'll be associated with just one part of it, but it's just like a lot of yeah. different things that are tied to that essence. In this case, security and vulnerability, for example. Um, I know I sent you my chart in advance of this recording, so I would love for you to give me some hot takes on what you spot because I love looking at other people's charts. And whenever I like meet someone new, I'm like, what's your birth time? And like I pull them up, their chart up on my phone and I just like give them a mini reading. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, like I feel, I feel so seen. Yeah. it's not yeah. so often that I get other people to do that for me so it would be really cool to hear what you spot or what just comes out well the first thing that I saw which is like so great and insane it's like Chiron transiting over your Jupiter in the first house oh my god this is like you are literally here to share your wisdom and heal people with it you know what I mean like you are literally right in the spot. Like you're, you, you couldn't be doing something better for like your calling right now. Like you are healing people actively through, because, okay, Chiron being, you know, the wounded healer, you look at your wounds that you have in your first house within yourself, with your own identity, your own problems. And you start from there and you're like, how can I use this to help other people? What Chiron doesn't allow you is to heal yourself, but together with Jupiter in your first house, it, which is like, you know, being this bright, happy, go lucky type person, but also being this wise um, voice that people like to listen to and follow, like literally almost preachy to a certain level together, like Chiron and Jupiter give you this like ability to like broadcast your wisdom to help people heal from a place in which, you know, you used to struggle in, or you all maybe still struggle in, but you're helping other people kind of um, find um, find their healing in that aspect of themselves. And it has a lot to do with like accepting yourself, being yourself, just like fully, proudly, loudly letting it out. And I thought that was so gorgeous. Right when I saw that, I was like, wow, okay, Karen is going, going over your Jupiter. It's also enhancing those wounds, you know what I mean? So like, it's a lot about like really seeing them and having them like very exposed, but it allows you to help people a lot. So I thought that was pretty beautiful. But I also mm-hmm. remember... It, 
is that you have like an opposition between Mars and Saturn with like your second and your eighth house and Mars being like your literal chart ruler in Scorpio and the eighth house. I feel like, I mean, this is a hot, it's like a, not a hot take, but I'm just kind of, I guess I'll just ask you this. Like, what's your relationship with authority? How has your relationship with authority been throughout life? Can I make a guess? before you tell me yes because I feel like you're the person that does not take a no for an answer and you're like I will get to what I want with whatever I need to do and then you're another type of person because you're Mars being retrograde and in the eighth house it's still it's very hidden it's very much like um you're another person like go up to someone and be like fuck you like I'm gonna fight you now you're like (laughs) if I need to go (laughs) if I need to go and do that like somewhere where you can't see me like behind your back and like actually do what I wanted to do behind the back of like authority and not let them like get in my way. Like I will definitely do that. And that's a struggle of like having authority trying to pull you down. Maybe people also using like financial resources to like try to keep you like whole, like held (laughs) on spot, like maybe holding money over your head and stuff. And you being like, I want to liberate myself from this place. You know what I mean? That like you could not have put that better. Honestly, I feel like oh my God. that's that's yeah. and that's what this eclipse was literally about for me. Really, like, literally, because that was like oh the two houses that have been kind of highlighted. Absolutely, yeah. in this eclipse, and I've been feeling like a lot of the times the reason why I stay in my comfort zone and the reason why like I abide by an authority instead of being my own authority is because there is that security with money that that authority can give me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preach. I saw that right away. I was like, oh, there is this conflict right there. And also you have your son really, really close to Saturn. So there's also something about your self-expression and about your heart, you know, that that kind of stays um, a little bit confined because of that fear of losing um, maybe some support or some control or some like security, you know what I mean? Something about like something that you would like to just say and do and express that just doesn't really fully get to translate because there's this this hole you know Saturn. what I mean but I love that you're working yeah exactly but Saturn can be so rewarding sometimes it's like we need to learn how to work with it I I, I personally like I told you myself I'm Saturn in myself so I yeah. see my, I see you I hear you like I'm there it's in my fourth house it's also in Taurus so like it's with my moon so like I feel like we can relate to a lot of topics um but it, it can be rewarding we just need to like grow into it but I'm sure also that's another thing like I mean you have your midheaven and Capricorn and the ruler of it being Saturn and Taurus, so close to your son. I think like teaching people like how to live like a holistic, like resourceful, like also like aesthetically pleasing and all this like type of lifestyle. It's like so perfect for like your image on the internet, yeah. like your, who you are. And yeah, of course. I mean, the second house also being like resources, you know what I mean? You know, food is here as well, not only money, um, but you know, everything that you use to kind of like hold you down, keep you secure. Saturn being here, also having that certain, it's not as much as like the Jupiter wisdom, which is like, I'm going to tell you a story, but Saturn is like, I'm going to teach you a lesson through the things that I went through. You know what I mean? And you just like yeah. use that. Um, and you use these, these Taurian topics of like, you know, holistic living and like nature and food and all those things, to like teach people how to like find their footing and security. It's just like, perf- like a perfect connection right there with your midheaven and people like recognizing you also i feel like you also really exude taurus energy which yeah? is totally seen yeah totally yeah totally. i feel like my account is very taurian like with the food and the, like nature self-knowledge yeah. all yeah. that stuff but also interacting with you you know across the internet which is your 10th house gifts is giving 
Taurus 100%, and which is it's something that I advocate for a lot. It's like, never look at a house alone. Like, never look at your midheaven alone. Like, look, where's the ruler of your midheaven? You know what I mean? I have a Scorpio yeah. midheaven, but you don't see me here, like, you know, being like mysterious and not open about certain things. But like, I'm literally like the most talkative, quick, like rapid person when I'm ta- when I'm like- Mars and Aries. <laughs> Mars and Aries, exactly. You know what I mean? So like, I, I really try to like, give people that like nudge in that direction of like, always the house ruler always has something to say. I love that. And honestly, you pointed on like a lot of the things that I feel like a lot of the times I'm like, oh my God, like this isn't a good placement. And you gave it like a really good twist, like having Saturn conjunct my son. I'm always like, oh, like I'm so limited in my like ability to shine or blah, blah, blah. Like I, I can be very mean to myself, which I I think is a Saturn Mm -hmm. conjunct son too, like Mm -hmm. very judgmental towards myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Learning a lot from for sure. The thing is, the thing is astrology doesn't have, doesn't have good or bad. It doesn't have, it, it, it doesn't exist within the realm of astrology. So like when you yeah. like start seeing, which is why I'm so for boiling things down to like their essence, which is like when Saturn, when you just give it like restrictions and limitations, it's just like not enough. But when Saturn is like the planet of, in my opinion, it's Kronos, like, right? So it's time. Like just start there. Start like with the root of time. Like what is time and what does time demand from you right like going back to there um it can be such a positive thing as well like things getting better with time like wine getting tastier with time like all these things like they go back to saturn you know what i mean and so like when you have it heavily activated in your chart or just generally any planet you really need to understand like what it comes down to in my opinion for sure you don't go the route good or bad for sure. Yeah. And it's so funny. I like, I guess I meant more difficult because I always say like, there's no good or bad thing in astrology. Like, especially with science, you're like, what are the bad signs? Right. Like, there is no bad sign, but I love the, the time analogy. Cause I was actually going to ask you, do you think having a lot of Saturnian placements could also convey to like, you have to give them time, like give them your time because I'm always feeling like I'm running out of time or I'm like burning myself out because I'm spreading myself thin with that Venus and Gemini, just like doing too much. And then I can't right, give I time that. to some of the things that I like want to give as much time to, if that makes sense. It's about understanding time. It's about under, well, understanding time. It's like a very broad, like a crazy thing to say, but like understanding yeah. um, your relationship to time and that you need to let things ripen and you need to be like patience with Saturn. It's like the one thing that you will learn throughout your life. And especially for you your chart ruler is like exactly opposing Saturn. Like this is going to be very frustrating for you. You know what I mean? You're going to feel very frustrated just like with time. It's like, like I just wanted to go, 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 go. Like I just want to, you're like, you have a Scorpio Mars, like literally. Retrograde also. also. <laughs> exactly. But with it being retrograde, like it's energy. This is what I say a lot to like people with Mars retrograde. Cause like a lot of the time you want to like channel like Mars is just energy. Like Mars is literally like rest energy within your body that you just want to either put out or do something or you do art or you like do a workout or whatever, but it's energy. When it's retrograde, we can tend to like turn that energy inward and like stress ourselves and like kind of like let it like build up within ourselves and be like, God, I'm like so full of all these things that I want to do. But like there's this one stress or there's one thing that's not right. And so I'm not really doing, 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 but I'm like filled up with that energy right now. You know what I mean? And so I always try to like tell Mars retrograde people and especially like, you now having like that opposition to Saturn, like find one thing, maybe, I mean, you probably have it already. Like, I feel like you live such a healthy lifestyle anyway, but like, you know, sport or, or reading or whatever it is where you can like really let that out, like that scream, like that punch, like that, you know what I mean? That just needs to come out in Mars's retrograde, especially opposed by Saturn. But time is going to be a frustrating entity, but also one that you can learn from a lot in, in your chart. 
Yeah, you like literally hit the nail on the head. (laughs) (laughs) I get so happy when people say that, really. I'm like, oh my God, I really do know something. You know what I mean? Because like as a Saturnian, like you say, so hard on myself. It's really, it's horrible, but for it takes sure. time. I do that. Yeah. And I also feel like when I am consistently working out, for example, my mental health is a lot better. And then when mm-hmm. like I go like a week or so without working out, I like start getting self-critical. So really funny you pointed that out. And then also a lot of the time, what I always hear is like, you're just 23. Like you have so much time. Like stop feeling mm-hmm. like you're running out of time or, you know, mm-hmm. stop overloading your plate now. Like you have a lot of time to achieve what you want. So I do feel like the theme of time keeps playing out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will, and you will, I mean, I feel like Saturnians are so, I was saying that like just yesterday. It's so funny that you'll bring it up today. Like you are also having Saturn. Well, you had it towards the beginning of the transit, but like sign-wise, Saturn in Aquarius is a square to Saturn in Taurus. You know what I mean? So the energy naturally yeah. conflictive with your natal Saturn. And it's like, you become so aware of every second. For me, it's very paralyzing. I like wake up and I'm like, it's already seven in the morning. I have to go work out. It's going to be an hour less. And then have to do this. It's going to be another hour less. And then you're closer to your death and you haven't reached all your goals. And what are you going to do when you're two months older than you are today? And you aren't like rich and famous and perfect yet. And like, everything's like in the strike. And I'm like, just like, can I just like live? And then I was, I was actually like at a family gathering like the other day and I was talking to this, like, it's not really my aunt, like just like a woman that I was like invited. And she was like, Oh my God, how are you? Like how's life in Europe? I'm like, yeah, it's all good. Like, she's like, how old are you actually? I was like, I'm 22. And she's like, Oh my God, you're so young. Like you're going to have so much fun. And, and I was like, I'm young. Like really? Like they really mean that? Like I still have time. And she was like, yeah, like, are you insane? Like just go and like drop out if you want, like go see the world. Like you have, your entire life in front of you and that was really helpful yeah. so like I'm so with you yeah no literally my dad was saying this to me yesterday he was like because I was having a full meltdown like this weekend for me I want to ask you about your eclipse experience too but and the eclipse the eclipse hit me really hard because like started on Friday I was having like very very bad like uh, transportation issues because I was flying from Vancouver to Miami mm-hmm. my flight got delayed and then I missed my like connection and the last time like Last July in the eclipse last year, I think it was one of the last eclipses in like Sagittarius Gemini axis. Um, our car broke down in like a trip. So just like weird, like delays and tech issues and stuff. I feel like it's like Mercury retrograde on steroids. Um, and then I just feel like all these things about like time and money and the authority thing, like everything just hit me. So yesterday I was having a meltdown and then um, I'm okay today. But my dad was just That's like, great. I just think you should just like, ride it out like you're overthinking just like enjoy what you have in your life right now like things are good and that's the the saturnian like flip that we need to activate for ourselves just like realizing we do have time to enjoy everything absolutely and everyone outside can see it you know what i mean everyone that's like looking from the outside and it's like dude just like for chill like you're doing so great you know what i mean and then you as a saturnian will be sitting there like i'm literally the worst person ever and like i'm gonna <laughs> fail for my the rest of my life and i'm literally never gonna get the things that i want like and then you'll be like achieving the things that you want like literally right there and you're like i'm never gonna get them i'm never gonna get them <laughs> like right there you know what i mean so it's like i mean the eclipse the eclipse the first i mean the second one is gonna be insane i don't even like the one that's coming up it's insane like it's nothing it's also gonna be doing mercury retrograde right right no but it's like so much saturn is so heavily activated um it's just so many things going on like neptune and mars conjoining i mean for me the first eclipse energy because you asked uh, the first eclipse experience um was wasn't as 
chaotic as I expected it to be, but it was very much because it was happening in like my fourth 10th house axis. Um, I just came back from home. It's like I was visiting um, my family for like almost two months that I see very rarely throughout the year because we live across continents. And I came back and I was like, literally sitting in my bed, like literally nothing matters, but the people that you love. Like absolutely nothing matters. But like for me, like right now in this moment, like my family and my friends and everyone that I call family. And so also with like, you know, this being ruled by Venus and Jupiter conjoined my second house and having a lot to do with like self-worth, but also your ability to rely on yourself and stand up on your two feet. It was a lot about like considering like, okay, do I follow this path now that I'm, that I'm, I'm building my life in Europe? And like, I, do I go this way? Or, you know, am, am I someday going to end up going back home because that's where my heart lies. And it's just like knowing to like, you probably learned that as well, like just leaving that to the universe and being like, it's your thing. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not telling yeah. this, like whatever. Which is the best with eclipses. I think it's kind of like not trying to exactly. predict anything, but yeah, I mean, like you're having a North node go through your fourth. So it's kind of like calling you almost to connect to that. Like It's route. calling me home. Plus, I had such a great time there. Like literally could cry thinking about it. Like, and I'm ne- it's never so smooth. Like obviously family, there's always like stuff coming up and stuff. Like, but it was just like every single day, everything was possible. And it's like, do you want to go to the beach or do you want to like go to a restaurant or do ever? And then it was like, like what? Like this is like amazing. Like we're doing so many things together and like getting to live like really enjoy and like, it's it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's activating your Jupiter also, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's approaching first my Saturn and then it's gonna approach my moon and then it's gonna approach my Jupiter. Okay. But, so it's, slow, it's like slowly gonna take you to that abundance. Exactly. Um, I'm super I love excited. that. For the people listening, I would love for you to just like quickly give an overview as we close out, like just walking through like what eclipses are and just like this specific type of eclipse axis that we're going to be going through until next year. Just so anyone who like doesn't know what an eclipse Absolutely. is understands. Absolutely. I, these eclipses have been, I mean, I love the Taurus Scorpio axis. So this is like, I love it. Basically, you know, an eclipse, it's like full moon, new moon happening conjunct the nodes of the moon, which are the north and the south, south, south node, points in your chart that are very faded. It's just like two different points. They're opposite. They're in your chart. And they're transiting now through Taurus and Scorpio, which is the axis of material wealth, of, you know, good, beautiful things, and kind of like the uglier, more raw, but true side of life. Ugly, raw, sensual being Scorpio and like more material being Taurus. So these nodes, these faded points are translating those two, those two parts. And then new and full moons are happening close to these two faded points. What happens with the North node and the South node is that this will take you wherever it wants, regardless. Like these are not points, these are extremely malefic points. You call that in your in astrology, something that you cannot control. That is very up and down and up and down. You cannot do something against it. It's not bad. You just can't do something against it. So the main thing, I mean, ancient times, eclipses um, signified destruction, right? And now we kind of, I feel like back then being like very, very fatalistic, I feel like now we have a very, a better understanding of like what this destruction entails. And it's like something is being wiped out, obviously, so that something new can come in its place. Sometimes though, and this can totally happen to other people as well, like things will just be wiped out. And it's just like nothing's coming right now. Like it's like, this is, this is it for now. You know what I mean? So it can definitely also be like, it's not always going to be a super inspiring experience, but basically these eclipses are new beginnings and endings on steroids that are both going to entail some type of destruction or some type of like 
this mindset that was or this thing that was for example like i was telling before like for me it was i was super sure i want to live in europe for the rest of my life you know is no more and so like what are you going to do now that's basically what the the eclipses want you to do and then you know wherever Taurus and scorpio are in your chart that will tell you like which topics it has to do for you Yes. I love that. That's a very good explanation. And also like, it's almost like the stuff that's happening in Taurus is going to be like an open door, like a new open door. And then the stuff happening in Scorpio is going to be kind of like that old door kind of closing or slightly inching towards closing. And um, yeah. So for anyone listening, whenever you hear like, oh, it's a partial solar eclipse or partial lunar eclipse, pay attention to the sign that it's happening in because if it's happening in Scorpio, it's going to be a sort of release for the part of your chart that has Scorpio. And then wherever it's happening in Taurus is just going to be like a opportunity or like a something unexpected that might happen that will like kind of open a new door mm-hmm. wherever Taurus rules in your chart. Exactly. But they will both destroy things. That's really important to know. Like the notes are destructive in nature. Like they will swallow things up. You know, they are destructive in nature. So like even in Taurus, the new beginning can obviously it's an opportunity but the opportunity requires for something that was to be no more whereas in scorpio it's like no this isn't anymore and like now you really have to focus on the other side like on the taurus side but scorpio is really like eh, like no like bye taurus is more like yeah this thing is leaving something else is going to come in its place you know what i mean yeah it's like we're burning like the grass down like right. burning the house down right and, like, everything has to be like freshly plotted again oh, in the grass i love eclipse season I love the you chaos. Do? I love the chaos. I'm an Aries Mars. <laughs> I so live for the chaos. Are you kidding? I love it. I love that. And what what advice would you give to someone about navigating this time? Eclipse season? Yeah. Let it be. Just let it be. Like whatever it is. Fully let it like literally hands open like surrender like let it go i love that okay i'm gonna do some rapid fire questions just to close out the episode i do this with like everyone that i have on the pod so the first question is like a silly one but i love it do you prefer coffee or matcha if you drink either coffee Coffee. yeah 100 i feel like matcha. i'm just like on a budget and i just can't do matcha right now (laughs) like maybe when i'm working i'm a student right now love my espresso like i'm there right now in life but you know i might be a matcha girl in a couple of years Love it. And what's your coffee order slash like, how would you make your coffee at home? I love the regular cappuccino, like literally just coffee, a little bit of oat milk. Perfect. That's, that's delicious. I don't need any sugar, added sugars, anything, vanilla, whatever. That's, I just like my coffee like that. Yes. Cappuccino is always amazing. Yes. I love a good cappuccino too. And what does aligning with your higher self mean to you? Oh my God. Is, is does this need to be quick? Because I'm like, wait a second. What does yes. it even mean to me? Try to I make honestly it quick. think. Okay, so aligning with my higher self, when I think about it, it's just like the quietness, like meditation, maybe like a, a meditative state and just like really trying to listen. I think that's the one thing, listening yes. and uh, knowing, you know, whether it's like your higher self or like anxiety talking to you, but like actually actively practicing that listening. That's it. Wow, that came out so powerful. Love that one. And yeah. do you have like a quote or a mantra that you live by? I absolutely do not. My only quote, <laughs> I do not actually. Like I just literally wing every day. Um, 
I, if there's one thing that I say a lot, no, literally, I'm just like winging it every single day as I go. Like, I don't know. But there, if there's one thing that I do say a lot is that if there's anything that I never want to be afraid of, it's of being alone. That's something that I really live by because I feel like a lot of people just ruin their lives doing that. So that's just like my thing. It's so important to learn to be alone. Oh my God. Like if I, like, I just don't want to live love, love. Like I love, love, like I'm such a romantic person, whatever, but I don't want to live with it thought that I need someone to complete me and to have a fulfilled life. And I've seen that playing around me so often that I just like, I'm just like, I love, like, I just, I'm good. yeah. I always say like, you are the one. Exactly. Oh the God, one. That's are. a really good one. You are the one. I found my quote. I can say it now. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> no, literally. I love it. And then the last question is, if someone didn't hear this episode at all and they just heard this part, what would you want to leave them with? Mm, wow. Uh, you're enough. You've always been enough. And uh, you don't need anyone to tell you that you're enough. You're enough. Like just whatever, however you are right now, enough. Like it's enough. I love that. I needed that, honestly. (laughs) Really? Oh my God, no way. I love it. I think I can like channel messages sometimes. I swear to God. Like I have this little psychic thing sometimes. I swear on my life. So right exactly psychic energy in them, I think. Thanks for reminding me. I like completely forgot that I was a Pisces for a second there. I love it. So plug yourself, just share your handles. People want to buy your guide where they can find it, or if they want to work with you, just share it all. Piscito, Piscito across all platforms. That's P-I-S-C-E-I-T-O. Oh my God, I spelled that right. I cannot believe I did that. Um, dot com, also on Instagram, also on TikTok, astrology content, you know, the dot com is like my readings and my guide is all going to be there. Um, yeah, I hope you can learn a lot of astrology with me and also maybe be along for the ride for like more multifaceted things yes. that might come in the future. Oh, love it. Everyone go follow him. Amazing content. I'm obsessed with your page. So thank you so, thank much, you so much for coming on the pod this was such a flowy conversation and i feel like we touched great. on basically everything that we had the intention of talking about so i loved it so much thank you for for having me it was a huge honor i have always loved you and everything you stand for you're doing amazing thank Mwah. You. like love it thank you so thank so you. much Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.